So, how are we doing? I'm good, mate. Thank you very much. I'm good. I've had a good vegan week. I've nearly finished Earthling Ed's book. How have you? Has it been amazing? There's been elements of it that have kind of blown my mind a bit. Wow. And other bits that have reinforced what I thought already, if you like. And it has kind of led me a bit towards what Carrie said during our episode that sometimes I feel like it's not enough just to be vegan. Okay. And that's, I think, maybe partly why I wanted to start the podcast. Yep. And it's not the same as going out, doing the Cube of Truth. But it's something. Yeah, 100%. I agree with you on that. Because it's hard, isn't it? It's hard having conversations with people, particularly people that don't want to engage with that. Yeah. Um, I can give you a great example of that. It happened on Tuesday. I went out for coffee with my boss's boss. Ooh. Just me and him. So I had cappuccino with oat milk. Can I just quickly interject? I don't get I don't get cappuccino. Too much froth. Michelle has cappuccino, so I'm like, most of it's air. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it's milky air. <laughs> anyway, carry on. Yes, so oat cappuccino. And he had, what did he have? He had breakfast, actually. I can't remember what he had, but he had some hash browns and he had the, was it like Korean mayo, I think it's called, or something like that. And it's a bit like sriracha. <laughs> so he offered me one of his hash browns, which I gratefully accepted, because they're, they're like potato wedge-shaped, so it's picking, it's not like a big, the big sort of okay, what you get from Tesco. Yeah. Yeah. So I had one of them and he said, Oh, have some, have some dip. Uh, so I had a look on the ingredients. It's got egg in it. In the hash browns or the dip? Sorry. No, no, in the dips. I'd seen that the hash browns were vegan on the ordering board, you know, when you go in and it's all yeah. off the counter. So that was fine. But the dip was had egg in it. So I said, Oh, no, I'm, I'm all right. Thank you very much. Yeah. And then that brought on the conversation like, oh, uh, do you not like spicy stuff? Uh, actually, I love spicy stuff, but I don't eat egg. Yeah. And he was like, what? And I was like, yeah, I don't eat egg or dairy or, or meat. He's like, oh. So we started having a chat. And then he said, he said, so if I, and I went through all the reasons why, you know, all that, all the stuff that we've talked about on the podcast, basically. I nearly said to him, you know, just listen to these previous seven episodes. But then he said, so if I put a plate down in front of you with a steak on it, what would be your objection to eating it? And I was like, I feel like we've been through this because I've told you all the reasons that I'm vegan. Yeah. And then and so I just said, well, I've been vegan for four years now. I don't need to eat it. I, I'm, I'm surviving and thriving without meat. So why would I need to eat meat? Why would I want to eat meat? And, and I thought, that's quite a weak argument. And I should have come up with something better. But it really surprised me, the way that he asked it, after I told him all the reasons that I was vegan about, you know, I don't want to put animals through all the hate and all, through all the suffering and, the, and, and on all that thing. I don't want to eat another being. It's strange, isn't it? Because, like you said, you've already, you've already given all the answers. 
and then he's thrown actually a new question at you. Yeah, yeah, that's it. If he'd have said what about if you were stuck on a desert island with a pig, yeah, I'd have been no worries, mate. I yeah. can answer that one. Yeah. I, I I almost I almost want to say it's admirable that he asked you an off question. <laughs> it just really stumped me that it was like you say, it was a completely different question that seemed to completely ignore all the things that I'd I'd asked. And if anyone's listening to this, in the in the unlikely event that anyone's listening to this, I would love to hear how you would have answered that. Afterwards, I felt quite angry that I hadn't given a better answer. Hopefully, next episode we'll have some answers for ourselves. Yeah, <laughs> there's an answer there. And then I'll, again, anyone that I'll, is listening will go. Just say that. Wes, you've uh, shared on your Facebook page today an uh-huh. excellent list of a hundred. What is it? A hundred vegan 100, quotes. Hundred inspirational vegan quotes. It's probably an answer to your question in here somewhere. To be fair. While we were were chatting earlier, I was thinking, should we do one a week? Oh, that's a good idea. I might keep this. I'll bookmark it and I'll come in with one every week. However, I mean, that's massively ambitious of you that we're going to do another 100 episodes. (laughs) Okay, so go with five then. Albert Einstein. Now, he's a a clever bloke. I don't know if you've ever heard of him. Crazy hair, but quite clever. Um, nothing will benefit human health and increase the chances of survival of life on Earth as much as the evolution through a vegetarian diet. I mean, that is vegetarian, but, you know. Yeah. Was- as Greg as Greg said in our last episode, vegetarians are tomorrow's vegans. Exactly. Another one, whoever John Stackers is, to get mud off your hands, use soap and water. To get blood off your hands, go vegan. Ooh. Liking that. That's a good one. He is a... <laughs> oh, no. Right, so I just Googled him. IMDB, John Sackers is a director and writer known for Go Vegan, motherfucker, the movie. <laughs> <laughs> and there's our first E. Oh, my God. There's a couple of swear words in today's episode, so it might have to have an E on it. Anything you wouldn't want done to your companion animal is not humane. Earthling Ed? Yeah, that's a good shout. Yeah. The the use of humane in animal agriculture is absolutely baffling to me. Yeah. It's just such a lie. And it's a bare-faced lie. Yeah. And it... um, it's just, oh, just, I don't know how they get away with it. It's frustrating, really is. Yeah, massively. Because it's one of the arguments we get, it's one of the questions we get. And you put that to people and you say, you know, you know, the, the, one of those hoodies I've got is um, Humane Slaughter is an oxymoron. First you've got to explain to them what an oxymoron is. <laughs> and then Humane and Slaughter don't go together, it doesn't work. And no. it, it's just, you know, we, we've had, we, we've mentioned on, on other episodes, you know, people that I've spoke to that have said, I know what happens, I just don't care. But if you know yeah. what happens, what's wrong with you? you why you, wouldn't you care? Why wouldn't you care? Just stop, stop it. So we had a great episode today, I thought. Our first couple that we interviewed. Yes. 
it was good. And fifty percent uh, famous, or not at all famous, but not famous. <laughs> yeah, could get a job as a Daniel Craig impersonator. Yes, if he so wished. <laughs> so that was good, and some good shout-outs that we'll post in the links uh, on the social media pages for some of their favourite brands and people that they're involved with. That would be yeah. good. Absolutely. Okay. What else do we need to say? If you want to get involved. If you want to get involved, what do you do? I'll tell you what. If you want to be a guest, you can oh, definitely wouldn't it be lovely get in touch. So if you wanted to get in touch... Uh, you can find us on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. Just search for How I Vegan Podcast. I'm going to start today by welcoming uh, our first couple as guests. Uh, normally, we've had uh, individuals on, but now we have a husband and wife and two vegan runners, of course, because as I mentioned before, all the vegans I know are vegan runners. <laughs> I, don't, I don't have any vegans around where I live so it's fine yeah <laughs> so uh big welcome to Carrie and Chris hi Carrie and Chris hello hi let's start off then with uh who should we start let's start with Carrie what's yeah. your vegan story so for me I became vegetarian when I was 18 and I can pinpoint the moment when I did that because I was in my flat and I was cooking something with minced meat, minced cow, and the fat was coming out of it. And I just looked at it and thought, my God, this was someone that was alive and I've got bits of their body and I'm cooking them and there's blood and there's fat. And I just in, put the lot in the bin, never touched it after that meat, just completely went. So it took me a bit longer to get to know veganism and what it was about. This is all pre-social media, so there weren't any of the activists that were available for people to be educated by. And, um, yeah, it was just really what you, you picked up from others, other people. And I didn't know any other vegetarians, really. So, yeah, once I, I learned about the horrors of the egg industry, the dairy industry, and that I could be perfectly happy and be perfectly healthy, if not more so, without all that stuff, then um, when I was about 28, so it took me about 10 years, um, I became vegan. And um, yeah, so that's now 17-ish mm, years veganism. So yeah, so, yeah, that's how I am here today. <laughs> Fantastic, 17 years is, uh, is tremendous. You are, I think, does that qualify you as one of our ancient vegans, Wes? I imagine so, yeah. Yeah, there's it's been a recur. <laughs> People who have been vegan for a long time, not people who are ancient. Uh, yeah, I, mean, just, yeah. I just qualify that. Yeah, nothing <laughs> more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's a, a, yeah, absolutely positive. Um, Chris, tell us uh, what's your vegan story. Yeah, so so mine's a bit strange in the sense that obviously, so Carrie and I have been together a long time, and we were together before she became vegetarian. Um, and in in some ways, I've kind of gone along and followed in the footsteps, but it's just taken me a hell of a lot longer to get there. But I, I suppose in some ways, you know, because I'm I'm quite lazy when it comes to cook. Well, no, I don't do any cooking. So 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 from a food perspective, when I've been kind of at home, 
I'd always sort of, uh, I mean, you, you'd cooked me for a while. You yeah, cooked, cooked me cooked stuff. Yeah, you for a while, didn't I? Um, and then gradually I was like, no, can't even do that now. No. And then because because you do all the cooking um I you know I I just didn't bother and and I suppose as Carrie was going through her journey there was you know from a there was the food aspect but there was also the um you know understanding more about the you know the the agriculture industry and um and and you know what happens and and I, I suppose for a while I switched off because you know I just didn't want to know the the usual sort of cognitive dissonance and then um, at a certain point, I think, and I can't pinpoint when it was, but mostly at home, I then just didn't, I just, I just didn't have any animal products because we just didn't have any in the house. But then my biggest issue was that I used to travel a lot for work uh, in, in different countries. And although sort of things were changing in the UK, when I was kind of going to France and I was out with colleagues, you know, if you if you said that you're a vegan, you know, not only did they, it, it, at best, they didn't really understand. At worst, you know, that you got some really nasty looks. So, but but then probably about six-ish years ago, I kind of thought, well, actually, I, I, I don't want to kind of use that excuse anymore. It, it might be inconvenient if I can't eat something whilst I'm out, but I can always eat eat something. And so, so probably about uh, six years ago, I kind of started to make a switch. And then uh, I, I think I probably went fully vegan about five years or just yeah. over five years ago. But I, but I do remember that there was a, a, a time I, I switched jobs uh, in the same company about five years ago. And, um, and I was introduced to my new team as a vegan. And, and actually at that time, I wasn't quite there. And, and I kind of on the spot thought, <laughs> well, what do I do here? Because, you know, do I, do I come and say, well, actually I'm not, not quite. And I thought, I'll oh, blow it. I, you know, this is just the, the kick that I need. And that was it. But yeah, it was, so it's a kind of, it took me a long time to catch up with Carrie. And you'll probably hear this theme all through the- all It's through the same running, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> wow very funny very funny yeah. sorry I had to say that yeah no that's a good thing to get in um that's fantastic how basically someone's mistake made you go vegan <laughs> I love that I wish Jane yeah well, you can't it's... vegan but then they told me I was so I just thought I might as well do it yeah it's like it's like your name wrong and you don't want to correct them and therefore you're known as like Karen forever instead of Carrie and you can't back <laughs> But, yeah. <laughs> but I knew it was the right thing anyway. Yeah, absolutely. Just needed that push. Yeah, <laughs> that little push to get you over the line. That's brilliant. Thank so what's been the um what's been the biggest struggle for you both over that those transitions? Uh well for me, I didn't find anything a struggle because once I decided that's what I was going to do, that's what I did. You know, I was going to be vegan and I learned and made mistakes along the way, but I can't say anything in particular was a struggle because I ceased to see the things that I had previously seen as food, as food anymore. So when people, you, you hear about people that have decided they want to be vegan and they continue to eat things or they, they have a craving for something and they give in to that craving. For me, that was never an issue because it ceased to be food. 
so I found that easy the worst thing I think the most biggest struggle was other people um, particularly people who you might care about and you know they're good people but then when you try and explain they just shut off they don't want to know um, or worse they do know and still continue to partake in animal products animal abuse they're paying for it they know that they are and I find that quite difficult even now, more so, I think more so now than when I first became vegan, found that difficult to relate to and that why can you not make those changes? It's easy. Why do you continue to say you care when you don't? And that I think is the biggest struggle. So, yeah, for me. <laughs> yeah, it's similar, similar to me, really. Uh, personally, not not much of a struggle. I suppose picking up, you know, the, the previous theme about, uh, you know, I, my job, I, I work with a lot of people and I and I, I used to travel really a lot. And so, you know, traveling around, it, it's kind of I, I suppose it's more of an inconvenience that I was forever kind of having to explain. And, I, and I've and, and Carrie and I are quite different in some respects of. Um, you know, I I don't feel particularly comfortable talking about my personal life. Here I am on a podcast. <laughs> but, but, it's but all right. I, no one's listening. Don't worry. No one's listening. <laughs> in a work environment, I kind of, you know, you, I, I don't necessarily bring my personal life. I didn't bring my personal life to work yet. Kind of it, that forced it to cross a boundary. And I, and I've kind of on many times during a week because I'd be going from one part of the business to an, the other I'd kind of have to repeat and explain myself and then you'd kind of get the questions and uh and like did a table outreach wasn't it yeah <laughs> yeah exactly and and you know some people were you, you you get you get all the usual sort of comments and and people thinking that they're funny and the jokes and stuff and uh, but, you know, it was just repetitive, lots and lots of them, um, not sort of nasty people, but it just the kind of they're not weren't really aware. So you down after a while. Yeah, so. exactly. What did your friends and family think about it? Yeah, I didn't ask them, really. I just this is what I'm doing. Like it or lump it kind of thing. <laughs> um, I think it became more of um, a thing for family when we had children um, we've got two children one who's 12 and one who's 14 and they've been vegan throughout their life so I've had two vegan pregnancies um, in birth and now I've got these two lifelong vegan tween and a teen yeah so I think there was more of the questioning whether we were doing the right thing um, or at the time it was obviously I was the only vegan and it just seemed I think I think partly it was kind of like as if I was forcing them to do something um, because Chris was still at that point eating meat um, but was wholeheartedly fine and happy and supportive with the children being brought up vegan but I always felt that kind of pressure on me and me alone to make sure that everything was okay nutritionally for them um, that wasn't damaging them in any way on the opposite side of that, I don't think anyone questioned the rest of the family on their upbringing of their children eating KFC and McDonald's. So <laughs> that was never questioned. But yeah, so it's kind of like, are you sure this is OK? And where are they going to get this from? And that kind of questioning. But in terms of me personally, I'm sure lots of things were said behind my back, but nothing was said to my face in terms of 
derogatory comments or anything like that that I can recall. Yeah. And, and I think we, we're both quite strong principled or strongly principled people. And I think that kind of has come through in other ways, you know, not related to veganism as well. So um, I, I, I think just in terms of our characters, it probably wasn't too much of a surprise. And, and, and for me, I mean, it, it was not even a thing really because uh, Carrie had laid, sort of paved the way for, for that to happen. And it was, and they were probably thinking it's, it's not kind of if, it's just when. So I, I can't even remember if there was any kind of reaction at that time. No. And, and, but they probably wouldn't, I mean. They wouldn't say it to us. They wouldn't say it anyway, because we were, you know, it, yeah, we're strongly principled. Yeah, it's, it's not, not going to be influenced by what they say. So there's no point in saying it to us, you know, yeah. that kind of thing. But... So you obviously both um, changed um, or transitioned to veganism at different times. Um, so, how did it, uh, no, that's wrong. How, how, did anything change for you when you went through that transition? Did any, was there anything significant that sort of happened physically or mentally or whatever when you changed? No, I mean, I think for me, having been sort of vegetarian on my own, then I became vegan on my own. Um, I suppose it was nice when Chris became vegan because it was like, yay, we've now got a vegan household. And yeah. it was that kind of nice, nice feeling, um, knowing that when we went out for dinner, I wasn't thinking, is he going to put cheese on that? Or is he going to have the chicken with that? <laughs> Where it could be a vegan option. That was the thing that used to get me. There'll be a meal and you go to one of these chain restaurants and you could pay to add cheese or pay to add some chicken to a, a what was a vegan dish. And it's that, that sort of like, that's one of the things you used to do is add bits and then that stopped. And I really liked that fact that as I could guarantee that you could just have the vegan menu, it was fine. Um, so yeah, I don't think anything particularly changed for me because it was just felt right. It felt normal. I think in terms of becoming vegan, it's opened up in, in our friend groups. We've got such a diverse groups of friends now. Um, I do activism so I mean nearly all of my friends and um, people I'm sort of socialise with is through either running vegan runners or through activism so you do kind of find yourself in a little bubble of vegan people and it's quite a shock then to realise that other people aren't actually vegan <laughs> when you bump into those people on occasion so yeah. I think yeah so, so I, I definitely noticed a difference physically and I think it was a couple of things, really. I mean, I certainly I felt much healthier. And bearing in mind that I was already sort of mostly eating vegan at home, but that, that switch to fully vegan, um, I certainly felt healthier. Um, the only, by the way, the, the only other time that that's kind of, I've, I've noticed it that much is uh, I gave up sort of alcohol about, well, just coming up to a year ago. And, and noticed a big difference then as well. But um, I think one thing you probably noticed, and maybe this is a bit too much information, but where I was uh, at a certain point <laughs> eating sort of dairy, yeah. and uh, we uh, particularly, particularly dairy, milk and cheese, you, you could, I mean, you could smell yeah. it. And I, and I, and you know, it's got that sour kind of linger to it and, you know, sweat, 
Yeah, well, you know, it, it kind of comes. Body smell changes. Yeah, I your think. body smell yeah. changes. That's that's the that's the good way to describe. Yeah, that, that's the clean way to say. Um, and <laughs> describe all the various and, things. Yeah, and and I I, I think when when I'd kind when my body was kind of cleansed of that I I I too became a, a lot more sensitive to that in others so I kind of then got what you were what you'd been going to been saying about the, the, the way it makes me feel sort of particularly like when you go around the supermarket at Christmas and they've got all the bodies in the freezers and people are loading bodies into their trolleys and it's kind of I've, I've actually been in a supermarket and had pretty much a panic attack at that time of year because the the feeling it just washed over me of it was like being in a zombie film and being the only non-zombie there all these dead bodies around people just gorging themselves on all these animals and it just hit me and I was like I've got to get out of here it was it was a really horrible feeling so um yeah it's just, it's it's things like that I think you you it has positives to it, but equally it can hit you when you least expect it, that that thing that the person behind you is buying in the supermarket was alive. And they always put the vegan food in the meat aisle as well. So you have to go down there to go past it all. And I proudly wear a vegan t-shirt or something and strut down the <laughs> aisle just to prove a point. You know, it's, it's yeah, not nice, not a nice bit. No, I really resent that in our Tesco. They have the sort of uh, you know the vegan bacon and sausages are at the end of the yeah. bacon and sausages aisle and I'm like ah oh, this why why are yeah. you doing this just just put it separate <laughs> it's horrible you want to you want to date people when they're in in, in, the, in front of you in the queue don't you you just want to go yeah. what are you doing why have you got that horrible that stuff in your trolley do you know what they're going to do to you yeah. but obviously we have to shut up and not do that don't we <laughs> vegans have very sore tongues from biting them the entire time <laughs> that's a good one I like that um, <laughs> uh, okay so uh, a key vegan question where do you get your protein and, and other nutrients and other nutrients um well I'm assuming I do get it from somewhere having not eaten <laughs> most of my life now um yeah I I don't like fake meats I've never because I think initially the thing that turned me off wasn't so much the thing that turned me off of meat was the the meat itself being an animal but then I associated the smell and the taste with the animal so for me it, it wasn't something I enjoyed ever I, I think as a child child even I never enjoyed eating meat so I still don't eat that kind of stuff and I prefer to because I'm lucky enough that I do cook a lot I don't eat much processed food so yeah just just good whole foods really as much as possible the grains pulses whole grains fruits vegetables um, I do eat tofu so, so yeah that's that's another good source so yeah just just having a bit of everything a bit of variety but keeping trying to keep your diet as clean as possible obviously some treats but um yeah on the whole sort of keeping it as 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 many raw ingredients that you're using rather than relying on processed stuff for me is, is how I feel best yeah I, I think if you saw my body shape relative to carries you you'd see that I have all of that plus a little bit more <laughs> so so I so I I do well it's interesting I I do quite like some of the fake meaty stuff um, and I suppose from the early 
days. Probably, you know, if you think I, I went vegan sort of just over five years ago, there was stuff coming out then, but it wasn't very realistic back then. But I actually developed quite um, a liking for that, all, all the stuff that was coming out. And, it, and, and I think what's quite interesting for me is that obviously now, more recently, the, some of the newer products are very, very realistic uh, in, in terms of, you know, look, taste, smell. And, and I, I don't like that so much. I actually pref- prefer the soya products, which are not a, trying to a little bit, but not quite there. It's really weird, but I've got used to it. You, you know, the same with like soy milk, for example. Um, I, you know, I, I got used to the taste of it. And so, you know, I quite like it now, um, but some people never get to that point. And so, so I, yeah, I, I have all of that that Carrie said, plus, you know, the, uh, the, the some of the soy products as well. Pea protein. Things yeah. Like that, yeah. Certainly yeah. don't feel deficient in Uh, we had a we had a beyond burger the other day and it was too too much like meat did you not like it It, no it was it was really (laughs) off-putting wow but i don't think they make it for us do they they make it for for meat eaters who want to maybe have a meal without meat right want to cut down I think it's like uh, it's like vaping, isn't it? Right. Yeah. For people who want to cut down on smoking, it's that sort of thing. Mr. Carstong uses it a lot, doesn't he? In his um, his activism, he's always what going on, he? yeah, beyond the burgers, yeah. Yeah, that's when he goes out and does the street, isn't it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You do that as well, Carrie, don't you? Because I think last time I saw you, you were going out to do some. Yeah. So I'm um, part of the group that meets in Cambridge usually once a month and we do activism. Joe Carbstrong was actually in Cambridge the other day. One of his latest videos is in Cambridge where we usually do our formation. So yeah, it's obviously no a good spot. <laughs> but yeah, so we go and um, I've done at the Cube of Truth kind of earthlings thing. It's it's um, now We Stand for the Animals is the name of the, the group. And there's a lot in London. Um, Essex have got some chapters that just started up in the last month. And we've been doing under this banner in Cambridge for about five, six months now. So yeah, it's 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 always nice to to stand in solidarity with with others, even when you're a minority, and feel like you're you're doing something. And some of the conversations we have are obviously complete dead ends from the start. And people, we don't ever stop anybody. They come to us and they ask what we're doing and why we're showing this footage of animals and um, we answer their questions basically but it's really nice that sometimes you will have somebody and quite often they'll there'll be somebody who's thought of veganism or, or they're vegetarian and they're wanting to they know that there's another step they need to take and we just sort of hold their hand a little bit I always say to people that we're sort of giving them giving them the seeds the knowledge the seeds and um, it's up to them whether they water them or not as whether it grows into anything um, so they go away with that knowledge and what they do with it is up to them. But I'm, I'm sure that we've encouraged a lot of people into veganism and to look into these things further and and hopefully make changes in their lives the same way as we did. So it's quite a rewarding thing to do. Mm. I love that the uh, you give them the seed because, yeah, they might not decide on that day. Right. That's it. I'm going vegan. But 
it gives them something to go away and think about. And it might take six months or something like that. And then they might just think, ah, yeah, I get it now. And then off you go. I had the loveliest conversation um, last time we were doing outreach. Um, uh, Mum, dad and child came along and then the girl was 11. And um, she sort of, they stopped and I said, oh, do you know what we're doing here? And I started to explain and the girl just held her hands to her face and squealed with delight. And she said, I'm vegan too. And she said, I've never met another vegan. And she was oh. like, this young girl and the parents aren't vegan. She decided that's what she wanted to do. And she was just kept on just throwing her hands up and going, oh, my goodness, this is so exciting. And she was like knew all her stuff. She was like, as I'm talking to the parents now, reaching them, she's going, yeah, chipping in. And um, I said, all the people here that you can see, they're all vegan all standing around. And she was like, oh, my goodness. And it was just so lovely to see this excited girl on the start of her journey. She'd made this decision a couple of months ago for all the right reasons. She was doing it for the animals. She'd researched everything. And I said to her parents that you're bringing up this amazing young woman. And thank you for supporting her because so many parents don't. They see it as a fad or something to be ignored. And they hadn't, they'd encouraged and supported her, which I thought was really lovely. And hopefully one day they'll get to that point too with her. Uh, yeah, That's really tremendous. sweet, really sweet. Yeah, that is that, that must be a massive challenge to tell your parents that you want to go vegan when they're not, because they've got to change the way that they do everything. Yeah. As well as, well as you, haven't they? Because yeah. they've got to, they're the ones who are going to be buying the food and cooking it. They're the ones who telling you your fuel. <laughs> <laughs> Um, you might remember the um, last couple of episodes we've done, I mentioned a guy at work who um, I showed the chicken maceration video to, and he is now a month of not eating meat. Wow. No way. <laughs> yeah, he'll probably never listen to this, and if he ever does, he'll know who it is. I'm not going to mention his name or anything. But, <laughs> but he was the one guy, and I might have said this before, sorry if I'm repeating it, but um, he was the one guy at work that took the piss out of me more than any of anyone else put together. He was like full on every week. He would give me stick all the time. And then I showed him this video and he was like, don't show me that again. I can't do it. I can't, can't see it. And then there was another video. I can't remember who put it out there. It might have been Joey Carbstrong again, of a little boy holding a dead... Well, his mum was about to prepare a chicken. And it was had its head locked off and all that stuff. And this little boy's bawling his eyes out. He's going, I want to look after this chicken. And she's like, it hasn't got a head. He's like, but I want to look after it. And I was like, shall I show him this? And I just quickly showed him. And he was like, no, don't show me that. Don't show me that. It's like, I've, I've planted that seed in that guy. And it's, I can't believe I've done it. I'm so happy. Yeah. <laughs> well done. Fantastic. It's great. Tremendous. You get one, one point, one vegan point. One vegan point. It's a green star. Yeah. <laughs> Now, my washing machine is doing a spin. It's going to be about another minute and a half. <laughs> Wanted well, to just natter for a bit. And I have a good natter because I've got to say this. I've got to get it off my chest. But Chris, has anybody ever told you you look like Daniel Craig? <laughs> so, <laughs> Carrie's laughing because probably thousands of people... <laughs> Yeah, because you, really, you know, I said that I travelled around. I mean, mm. I really travelled around. I, I did in in four years. I did like three quarters of a million miles. Um, and and I Don't saw tell Greta. <laughs> <laughs> no, and, well, uh, 
No, exactly, exactly <laughs> right. With his running shoes after doing all that. And, and actually, part of the reason why I, I changed jobs to the one I've got now is because I got conscience. I was I was increasingly becoming oh. uncomfortable. But, um, I, and, and it was a lot more money, but that's another matter. <laughs> um, but that does help. Um, but I, I mentioned, I, you know, I was, I was going from one business to another, meeting loads of people and thousands of people. And because uh, the company I was in before had 55,000 people. So all the time and, and including sort of, uh, there, there'd be people, uh, the, and a lot of time spent in America. And every time I went to America through passport and security, they it's like, oh, has anybody told you that? Yeah. Oh. And so, yes, unfortunately, many people have. And in fact, if, let me, I'll, I'll dig out a photo for you. That uh, one in Barcelona. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, that one of you rappelling down the side of the cathedral in Barcelona. That's the one, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Throwing a baddie off the side of it. We went to Barcelona and there was this massive billboard poster with Daniel Craig advertising a watch or something like that. Fantastic. And um, Chris posed next to the... <laughs> Brilliant. Oh, I love that. It could be worse. You could look like Nicholas Lindhurst. <laughs> well, do you know, I, I, funnily enough, for a while, people said the the other person that they said I looked like was Putin <laughs> wow and so that's become slightly less less an attractive thing. yeah that's, that's yeah. become not so correct now but yeah. um but you'd you'd speak Russian though Chris I do yeah yeah hold, hold on <laughs> yeah that's not going to be good at passport control is it <laughs> no so anyway should we carry on yeah sounds good um so what is the best thing about being vegan? So for me, I would say just having a clear conscience about things, knowing that I'm not willingly taking the life of something or someone else for me to exist. I don't need to do that. And that's quite a, a weight off your shoulders if you care about animals to actually be able to align those morals and actions, I think. It's also, I think for me, just meeting so many amazing people. And you've, I've, I don't know about how the vegans feel this way. Chris and I both discussed this. And like when we go to a vegan runners meetup and you see someone in that vegan runners top and you instantly know, I know something really deep about that person. I know how their morals lie. The most important thing about that person I know just from seeing them. And you know you're going to get on, even if it's just on that basis. You've got nothing else in common other than that. You've got a connection, which I don't think you kind of get in any other, not, certainly not in my life. I've never had that kind of thing. Just meeting so many wonderful people that have, that have sort of influenced me and, yeah, just this sort of, yeah, opened up a totally different side of things for me. Um, I've got involved with um, I volunteer for an animal sanctuary in Spain called Jacob's Ridge. And so um, I do their fundraising. So I don't have to go to Spain to do it. Um, <laughs> yeah, just sort of meeting people in those circles that work in animal rescue. And you just wouldn't do that without having that connection with being vegan. So yeah, it's the, that, that's what's the most important thing for me, I think. It, it's the same, it's the moral compass for me. Uh, it, it, you know, it's that connection, that deep connection 
of knowing what's what's important and uh yeah and and i've you don't you don't often meet sort of uh vegans who are not really really nice people so <laughs> i think so if someone's vegan they're making that decision not to harm animals they're they're not speciesist but therefore you also can't be racist or sexist or homophobic or you know you've got to be those things have to be aligned in order for you to be vegan so it's more than just we don't eat animals there's more to it than that it just tells you something about that person that they've put themselves out there that they've they've made that decision to swim the opposite way against the tide you know of everybody else and yeah it shows you something about that person's character i think the thinking like when you go to i always thought that when you go to like a, a concert you go to your favorite band you've all everyone in that room has i always thought has got the same interest that you're into the same sort of music or you're in the same, same band yeah however <laughs> some people might go to that concert as a friend and they might not like it whereas if you're wearing a vegan runner's top like you said you know that they're vegan because they wouldn't wear it for any other reason <laughs> because they may ask them to so yeah, yeah you're right it's, 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 you, you know that that person is that way inclined that's really good and for me that's the difference between being plant-based and vegan mm. is that anyone can not eat meat and dairy but vegan is a way of life it's mm. not just a diet and to ha and like you say it's all those different things all align you know people think along the same sort of lines and like you say you've You've, you know that you're going to have more than one thing in common, more than just the fact that you don't eat meat and dairy. Mm. You're going to have other stuff in common. Mm. Yeah. yeah. I had someone come up to me when we had um, a vegan runners meet up um, last month and um, they, they said, oh, um, just seen us all in our kit and everything. And they said, oh, you um, sort of, I'm, I'm interested, sort of how do I join and all this kind of thing. And I was chatting to him and he said, cause I'm, I'm, I'm about 90% vegan. And I said, you can't be 90% vegan. What do you mean? I said, either you're vegan or you're not. I said, do you mean you eat mostly plant-based food? And he said, yeah, well, if I'm making something for the kids, I might finish off their omelette or the sausages and all this. I said, you're not vegan then. And he was like, all right, okay. So I can't join. I said, why would you want to join? You're not vegan. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I was really confused as to why he'd want to. Is the kit that nice that you just want to, you know? <laughs> so yeah, yeah. He, he could, that's fine. He could join the ninety percent plant based runners. Yeah, I'm sure there is one. I'm sure there is one. <laughs> okay, so what's your favourite vegan product at the moment? Um, well, as I said, I don't really eat much in the way of processed food. Um, Doesn't have to be food. Oh, no. So <laughs> food-wise is probably the, the most, easiest thing. Um, I would say my guilty pleasure in food is chocolate. I like good chocolate. And um, yeah, Ombar is our little addiction. Um, it's a Cambridgeshire-based company it's as quite well. Quite a big addiction. Quite a big addiction. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, so we, we buy bulk boxes from their website direct from them. It's that bad. Wow. Um, yeah it's really good stuff, really good stuff and it's um they've changed over and been like coconut based and they're doing an oat milk based one so it's really ethical and um it's like better for the environment because obviously the lower carbon footprint and everything so we kid ourselves we're doing the planet some good 
by eating this particular chocolate. <laughs> Just so happens it's really nice. <laughs> <laughs> on bar. I've not heard of them. Yeah. They're, they're not available in in shops then it's it's no, just online or is it just local i've seen it in i think morrison's and ocado waitrose oh wow yeah yeah okay. the shops and stuff do it but um yeah it's not sort of i've never seen it in tesco or sainsbury's so it, it doesn't sell everywhere but yeah it's really good <laughs> yeah oh yeah please. <laughs> yeah I'm already on their super fan list as well. So. Oh wow. <laughs> I'm, I'm a super fan. But yeah, more chocolate is always welcome from them. Lovely. Okay, doke. We're gonna check it out. Well, I was gonna say on bar. Oh, sorry. oh Your wow. Favorite I, but but well, let me go off in a since you say about product, not necessarily food. Let me go off in a slightly different direction then, because I I let me get on my hobby horse because I I really hobby like horse. cars. Um, and one of my biggest frustrations um, is uh, the interiors and the, the you know, so I, I yes, yeah. yes, yes, yes. I mean, and, and, and I think there is a shift that's happening. So I, I'm, I'm really lucky that I, I'm in a position that I could get a Tesla and a Tesla interior mm -hmm. is, uh, you know, there's no leather. But there's oh. so many other cars that, that are even sort of saying that they're moving to sustainable materials or sustainable leather. And it's, uh, yeah, <laughs> I know, exactly, yeah. But even, even the, but, but then even the, the steering wheel, they might do the whole of the rest of the interior as, uh, as sort of synthetic and then, you know, a leather-wrapped steering wheel. So that, that's my bugbear. But but I mean I love my Tesla. <laughs> it's fantastic. <laughs> but not but not just for that reason. So uh, yeah, it's it's a bit of a loose link there. But um, yeah, I thought that would be a, a slightly different one that might come up. <laughs> yeah, no, that's that's perfectly valid. It's a massive frustration for me that when you go looking for a car, it's like it's it's got to be leather, and you're like, why why does it have to be leather? I don't really don't get it. Yeah, but so there are some newer ones now that are coming out labeled vegan, isn't there? Um, I think one of the Skoda electric vehicles you can have like the vegan approved interior. You you can, but Skoda don't do a, ve a vegan. Uh, they don't do a non-leather steering wheel anymore. They used to. Oh the, really? Oh uh, no way. BMW have a Veganza. Um, their their synthetic <laughs> range, their synthetic interior is called Veganza. I mean. Brilliant. But they only do a leather steering wheel. I, and I've what? contacted these companies. I, they must hate me because I keep on... <laughs> no, it's a project. It's, it's yeah, you are exactly, not on their super you know? fan list. Yeah, they do it. They, 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 yeah. Anyway. Do they, do they respond or do they just... They do, but, just, it, but they, you're never speaking to the, the people that really can make a difference. And it, it's buying power. You know, just like a lot of the the all the the vegan products buying power is the ultimate kind of uh swayer you have hashtag tesla as well Matthew, <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah they need they need our promotion don't they i do yeah, yeah. definitely they need oh, us on site oh there was one other one other place that i thought mm. of actually that um i recently come across is a clothing company and they do vegan branded clothing, but it's kind of a bit more subtle than some of the stuff that you sometimes see where it's really splashed over. It's called Vegan Happy. 
and they do some really nice clothing not just t-shirts and hoodies and stuff they do sort of sportswear and things as well and quite a lot of it is just a really subtle little label that just says vegan happy on the the thing really subtle just to start that conversation it might just say something on the sleeve or and um yeah i really like their their range their um sort of uk company small business and um yeah they've got some really nice stuff so it's uh, yeah vegan happy is the the name of the company so yeah oh, awesome that's some of the yeah some of the vegan t-shirts especially are a bit for me they're a bit over the top yeah like i'm i'm very much sort of keep it quiet like wearing a vegan runner shirt it's a big step for me (laughs) so so wearing a t-shirt that's got you know vegan in massive letters and a picture of a cow with its head cut off or something like that is (laughs) is a bit it's a bit too much yeah yeah it's a bit graphic sorry (laughs) i just put on because they're hoodies and i like just go out and not think about it and i'm like the first time I wore it, I said to Michelle, I went, everyone keeps looking at me really hard. That's good pudding. So, yeah. <laughs> <sighs> not your mum, not your milk. <laughs> I saw Earthling Ed has launched a clothing brand this week. This clothing range. Yeah, this week. you see the prices. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think he's going for um, high volumes there, surely, because I know it's all... It's expensive because it's all, you know, ethically sourced and, you know, everyone's paid the proper wage and everything. But um... it's all being produced in Canada. Oh, really? Um, yeah, because his main fan base, for want of a better word, is in America, North America. He's having oh. it all over there. So he's basically brushed us all off in the UK. That's why it's so expensive. <laughs> so what advice would you both give to someone who comes to you and says, I want to go vegan? What do I do? Well, I would, I would, me being me, I, I would probably just say, just, just do it. You know, just if that's what you want to do, just get on and do it. You know, you learn along the way. Don't expect some epiphany, some moment when everything will be perfect and all the planets will align and you'll suddenly say, yes, I'm vegan today. Just stop eating animals. You know, stop eating their secretions and cook and explore and. <laughs> Secretions is a horrible word, isn't it? Um, (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, just just stop kind of being worrying about it. Just get on and do it, you know? Um, And yeah, people make mistakes as they go along. But um, I think that's just just the best way of learning. Explore all these new products. Um, You get to try foods that you probably haven't tried before. Meet people that you wouldn't have met before. You know, just immerse yourself in it. Um, but I know that isn't always possible for most people or a lot of people but yeah to, to just embrace it rather than baby steps today I will not have this and tomorrow I won't have that I think people overthink it sometimes mm. for me I'd just say speak to Carrie and <laughs> 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 that's partly because I, I'm not good at that kind of conversation um Matt, I'm a, a bit like you. I kind of, it, it's it's my own thing, and I, I'm not, you know, uh, yeah, I'm just not good at that conversation, and I, I I don't kind of naturally try and enter that. But but I, in all seriousness, though, I I, I also think, um, you know, just as Carrie said, the, you, you know, we we we've always been the kind of people of just get on and do stuff, so just kind of do it really, give it a try. Yeah, 
What's the worst that can happen? <laughs> Die of protein deficiency, obviously. Well, yes, 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 yes. that's right. Or find yourself stranded on a desert island with just a pig. Always with a pig. <laughs> what are pigs doing on desert islands? Yeah. The other animals getting a look in here. <laughs> oh, dear. So, uh, who's your vegan inspiration? I know Chris's answer. I know Chris's answer straight <laughs> Done. <laughs> I'm rapidly trying to think of a different answer now. <laughs> um, so I would say probably in terms of like activists, if you like, Joey Carbstrong or Earthling Ed. Um, Earthling Ed was actually the person who got me involved in activism because it was something that I had been sort of toying with. And I at that time, Chris wasn't um, vegan. And it kind of felt weird for me to go out and tell other people to change when I couldn't change and not change him but you know what I mean to influence that change in him how was I going to do that to somebody else um and we went along to Vegan Life Live at um of oh, Alexandra Palace or someone like that yeah, isn't it? So. and um one year and Earthling Ed was giving a speech and um whole room in tears at the end you know as these things are really, really traumatic and at the end went up and spoke to him and he was saying as part of his speech that it's not enough to just be vegan. That's the least you do. Unless you influence others, nothing goes anywhere. No one, nothing changes. And I realized at that moment that I needed to do more. It was my obligation to the animals to do more than just sit back and go, well, I've, I've sorted me out. Everyone else can just get on with it. So for me, that moment, he influenced me to, to get involved with animal activism and hopefully educate others. Um, and then Joey, I mean, everyone loves Joey, don't they? He's, he's, he's so good at what he does um, and very different style to Ed, definitely. Mm. But yeah, the, the other influences, I think, the positive people that I'm around, the people who are out there day after day, sort of either working in sanctuaries that I know or sort of doing activism in the streets, in the rain, in, in the winter, you know, just trying to bring about that, that change. They're the true heroes, I think, that will never have a YouTube channel and never have a Patreon account, you know, the ones that are out there actually getting their hands dirty every day. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. So who is it that you think that I'm going to say? So, well, let me give you two. One is Carrie, and I'll tell you why in a second. But there was also, I remember... Um, I think I I was just turning vegan or I was or not long being vegan and we went to VegFest and we were listening to Vegan Smythe and most if anyone most, hasn't looked up Vegan Smythe he's amazing I think he's an Australian politician or something he is now. a politician yeah um, but, Ooh, but Vegan he, Smythe Vegan Smythe yeah yeah but he 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 um, wrote and performed music didn't he yeah. songs vegan songs it's basically. all vegan songs and and uh, and that was kind of it was it was a no BS kind of straight to the point song. Yeah. But but quite. Is it where have all the boy chicks gone? Yeah, and it's that just one, kind yeah. of. Oh wow! That's one's about horse racing and. Yeah. Wow. It's got a very funny one called "Where Do You Get Your Protein," which is very yeah. funny. So I so I kind of so that kind of reinforced it, but but yeah, I mean, as you can probably predict, I mean, I think Carrie's been an inspiration, but for a couple of reasons, not just because I've been a very very delayed sort of on that journey, long a long term project. 
Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but but I, but I think for another a, a really significant reason, I think, is that I, I've kind of come to realise that although I'm not the kind of person that is, you know, out there and 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 fighting and campaigning and and doing activism. No, not just with veganism, but just in general. I I think the world needs people that stand up with a voice. And I'm not really that kind of person, but I thoroughly appreciate that Carrie is. And 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 as Carrie said, you know, all those people that do, because I, I think you do need people um to fight for change. And uh, you know, some of the more significant change that has happened in the course of history has happened because people have put themselves out there and, and really fought for it and uh so yeah change doesn't yeah. happen when people sit down and be quiet no the only reason we've got the rights that we have is through protest and yeah uh, people fighting for it isn't it absolutely yeah. i don't know if you've had this but um michelle was obviously she was our first ancient vegan on on the on the podcast but she was vegan when i met her um and then I mentioned before she was she was watching Cowspiracy and I started watching it and then that was me that that's when I changed overnight that was it done. The amount of people that say to me without even knowing that part of the story say if you and Michelle split up would you continue being vegan? I'm like <laughs> what the fuck has it got to do with her? <laughs> it's my choice. Wow. It's choice. What what would me and her splitting up have anything to do with that? Do you get that or? Well, I, I think um, I, I've, I've, the way I've thought about that previously, I haven't kind of thought in those terms, but the way I've thought is that the people that are vegan and then stop becoming vegan, I think to myself, mm. well, you're clearly not vegan because you've clearly not been vegan because how can you, it's a fundamental change of belief that you know how how would you go back from that you can't unknow stuff you can't unsee this stuff so how could you it's you would have to really at what point does that become okay again in your yeah. mind what wasn't okay yeah. before yeah. yeah yeah molly cyrus it was a head a brain deteriorating wasn't it because she wasn't eating fish yeah oh is that what she said apparently that's what she said yeah so um our last question then um have you got a favorite vegan venue or restaurant currently we've got quite a few well, not not loads but quite a few in cambridge haven't we? which is our nearest big place um so stem and glory mm. in cambridge that's good they've got one in london as well and they do quite quite good food in there uh, Tipsy Vegan have opened in Cambridge. Their first one was in Norwich. And um, <laughs> Tipsy Vegan. Tipsy <laughs> Vegan. Uh, yeah. They do cocktails and stuff as well, mocktails. But yeah, yeah. really good food. It's like a tapasy kind of vibe. Um, but yeah, they've got a really nice, nice site in Cambridge, right on the the river. Um, so you can get pestered to go punting and then go and have a vegan meal. So it's quite good. Nice. Um, but yeah, there's, there's a few. Well, you wouldn't expect me to give any different answer, really, would you? But, um, <laughs> but the, I must, I must admit, I, when because we went on holiday to Barcelona once and um, we did a, a vegan food tour. 
Oh yeah, that's good. And that was that was good. That was pretty special. And and I I can't remember any of the the names of the like restaurants. Five places, and we ended yeah. up at a place that just did desserts. Wow, <laughs> wasn't it at the end? No, we had our dessert. There. They, they did desserts. So it was basically they just did desserts. It, it was, a, it was a super, I mean, really, I mean, STEM and Glory in, in Cambridge is quite, you know, I think they were, they, they broke the mould a bit, a little bit in uh, in the UK, because they they kind of were pitching for, you know, really high quality, I mean, I'm sure it loads in London, but uh, certainly in Cambridge, for really high quality and slightly higher. Uh, the usual burgers and stuff. Yeah, exactly, yeah. yeah. Uh, but this place in Barcelona was like something else, mm. I mean yeah that's quite nice when you travel around and just try different vegan restaurants and things like we we used to live in italy and um when in venice there's one vegan restaurant in venice yeah it's really really nice food nice atmosphere and yeah um but yeah it's it's sort of just not on the main sort of bit you have to walk to get it you have to earn your food but we we plan no, Happy sorry, cows. sorry. I, I plan to the nth degree our holidays and trips and stuff like that. And, and usually and, around food. And it's it? around, it's pretty much around Happy Cow. <laughs> Used in the app yeah. to find vegan places. Happy Cow is an absolute godsend, isn't it? A number of times I've been away with work or whatever and just put it in and off you go. There's always something. Yeah. Brilliant. Yeah. Very useful. Yeah, really. Forkies in in Czech Republic. In in uh, yeah, a couple of Forkies restaurants in Czech Republic. They're very good. <laughs> Forkies. Okay, <laughs> I like that. Somewhere a bit different. Yeah, yeah, that's good. That's good. One thing I wanted to ask you mentioned you've got vegan kids. So mm-hmm. how how is life for them at school and with friends and stuff like that? If that's okay to ask. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I mean, from when they were young it was more of an issue in terms of like so and so's brought sweets in today and so you used to have to have like an emergency bag of sweets at the school that I left with their teacher so they could dish out some stuff to my kids when or our kids when um someone else brought in something not not suitable but the children at a very young age got used to picking out like the the things that were okay like the double liquor lollies or the refreshers that they knew were okay oh. So from being four or five, they could tell at a glance out of a bag, a mixed bag of sweets, which things were okay and which things weren't. But then, um, yeah, so then you get onto things like cookery lessons in school and the substituting stuff. But I think as long as you speak to the teachers in advance and lay it out, this is this is the situation, always check with me first and I'll always provide something that's as near as I can to what you're doing. And they, they were pretty much okay with that. Now they're getting older, I think there's more of the prejudices of parents coming out through their kids because there have been a few incidences where it's been used against particularly their daughter being a bit older derogatory comments made and sort of about being vegan which um, must be really hurtful for them because they've been vegan all their lives if someone says why are you vegan they can't answer that because it's like saying to a child why do you eat meat I don't know I've always done it so they're not armed with their motives for living this lifestyle because it's normal. It's their life. You can't question mm. why people do what they do normally. So, yeah, I think they, 
so our, our son's really chilled and laid back and he doesn't seem to have any of these things yet but with our daughter she she seems to have had a few instances but on the whole her friends of her close friends have been very sort of supportive they'll sort of check with her if they've bought sweets when they're out they'll always try and get something to include her um where a lot of fast food places now have sort of vegan options oh, yeah. they go with their friends to mcdonald's and um things like that so she's more able to include herself but it's like last week um there was a trip to the zoo and she excluded herself from that trip to the zoo there was her and two other children that didn't go for other reasons um because although she really wanted to go and be with her friends she said I, I knew it was the wrong thing to do I was doing it for me and she made that decision and there was so much angst over this decision that she made but I was so proud of her for making that decision herself and she instantly as soon as the trip came out she was like I'm not going so that I think was such a big thing she missed out on not the zoo side but everything else that came with it um because of her her beliefs and her morals and um yeah, so I can't see I can't see them ever not being vegan because no. it's just their life it's how they are they then they've not been protected from the gory side of it yeah so they know what goes on they've visited the sanctuaries they've seen footage they know what goes on um and like Chris said earlier how you can't undo that once you know it and even more so when that's all you've known is is that so I, I guess one other difference is that you know as an adult you you've got the maturity but also the couldn't care less syndrome really in in the sense of you know if if you don't like who I am for who I am then you know me. that's your problem not mine and that kids are not mature enough to deal with that uh, and and our kids are really mature so um but but even so it's it's not easy and they're they're kind of particularly as they go through teens sort of battling with that you know the the need and desire to be accepted and liked and and of course this is this is something that makes them different so it, it makes them a bit of a target unfortunately but but they're they they you know it is their their um who they are so I mean mm. I think uh, to your point it's you know they'll they'll get through it I'm sure yeah that's a brilliant that they do it and then they, they've got that they've got you supporting them as well which is just fantastic yeah it's just it's, it's just normal you know they're used exactly. to they they probably if there was an olympics in scanning labels they would be there you know <laughs> gold medals because <laughs> they've done it all their lives you know they've they've instantly can pick out of something they know e numbers e120 cochineal no can't have that you know it's all wow. that thing. they know what they can and can't have um our daughter when she goes for like cosmetics and things like that she'll go out with her friends oh i checked it it's vegan and she'll sort of look for the, the cruelty free logos and the vegan logos and she knows if she goes into super drug that she can probably get what she needs and it'll be clearly labeled and so it's those kind of things again not just the food they have they they know they would be mortified if they brought something home that had animal products in it you know it would it would affect them so that's an amazing thing for a 14 year old to decide that they don't want to go on a school trip I know. and and to go through with it that's really tremendous i don't think there are many 14 year olds who would who would be able to stand up in yeah. that way yeah, yeah. In, in you know with all the peer pressure and everything as well knowing that they're going to become a 
a focus that's fantastic yeah as tough as it is now i think you know in later life that life it should make them stronger i think that consistency mm. okay well i was just going to say um that's all the questions yay so <laughs> thank you so much thank both you. of you for giving us giving us your time um, it's been really really great thank yeah, you it's been really good it's been fun yeah, great. Thank you for listening. I hope you've enjoyed it and found something useful. You can find us on Instagram, Facebook, WordPress, and YouTube. Just search for How I Vegan Podcast. And you can send an email or a voice note to us at howivegan podcast at gmail.com.